sounds good. Asubuhi and good morning. Yo, so we are in episode six. That is a long way from episode one. If you would have asked me back at episode one if I thought I would be doing this consecutively for six weeks, <laughs> I would have laughed right in your face. But we are in week three of our health series. Um, and so before we jump right on into it, you know I got to talk about the news. So this comes straight from Fox 5. You know I love Fox 5. I'll be talking about them every week. Stonecrest City Council is considering decriminalizing marijuana. Yes, you heard it here, folks. They are considering decriminalizing certain amounts. Um, Those amounts are about one ounce or less. So, (laughs) y'all don't think you can carry the whole pack with you. You can't take the pack out. This is one ounce or less. And even when you take it out, Just because they are not arresting you does not mean you will not get a civil citation. Remember, it is still illegal. They are just trying to decriminalize. There's a difference. Now, the fee that you get, good thing for for the people, it won't be over $100. That's a good thing. But, um... The Municipal Court of Stonecrest, that's the group who's actually like trying to make this happen for us. They say that the enforcement of laws has really fallen disproportionately on certain subsets of the population. So when you hear that, you can already infer. This is marginalized communities we're talking about. This is people of color. Um, People of color that do not live in marginalized communities. And anyone around or below the poverty line. So this is really going to be a good thing for a lot of Atlanta. Honestly, um, we have you know how we walk into one neighborhood and it be like, oh my goodness, let me hold my clutch. And then you go into the next neighborhood and it be like, hey there, how you doing? Yeah. So it's a lot of people that's going to be affected by this for the better. Um, we got Ray White which I have not taken up the time to look up who that is, but apparently Fox 5 had, he was important enough for Fox 5 to say something. I should have looked it up. I'm sorry. You can look it up yourself. But Ray White says that the proposed ordinance is really going to give officers the ability to have more discretion when it comes to handling or handing out arrests or tickets, I should say. Now, just a little side note. I don't know if they really need more discretion uh, or if it should be written as well. But that's that's for everybody to have their own opinion about it. Everybody got opinions just like everybody got asked. This week, we are talking about something very, very special to me. And it's special to a lot of people um, because a lot of people in the city of Atlanta are affected uh, by different types of drugs And so marijuana was a great way Into this subject um, Even though I Don't count it as a drug It is classified as one But um, this week's Episode title is Harm Me Less It is all about Harm reduction y'all. 
And you know I'm not just going to give you a topic without giving you a definition. I love my words. So let's take it to Wikipedia first. They say that harm reduction or another word for it, another name for it, harm minimization refers to a range of public health policies that are designed to lessen the negative social or physical consequences that are associated with various human behaviors. Hmm. Now let's take it over to some experts. Not saying that Wikipedia isn't, but you know, anybody could go up in there and dot, 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 type, 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 and put some stuff on there. You know what I'm saying? But let's go to harmreduction.org and see what they had to say about it. They say that harm reduction is a set of practical strategies and ideas that are aimed at reducing negative consequences associated with drug use. Harm reduction is also a movement for social justice built on a belief in and respect for the rights of people who use drugs. So keeping in mind both that definition and the source that it came from, I really wanted to take time and go over another article that was found on harmreduction.org. Um, and this is going to be the foundational principles of central harm reduction. Let's take a look and see what they say. I'm going to read them verbatim, but then we're going to explain how it kind of like correlates with every day. And remember, this is a harm reduction model. So basically the whole experience is a non-judgmental one um, from beginning to end. Uh, so just keep an open mind while you're reading these um, and maybe you can come to a conclusion of why this is a necessary aspect to health in our community. So first off, it says that you accept for better or worse that licit and illicit drug use is part of our world and chooses to work to minimize its harmful effects rather than simply ignore or condemn them. Um, so this is where you see people, they take a stand and they're like, you know, this is a problem and we need to not maybe fix it, but at least just address that is here. Um, you know, over the world, especially here in Atlanta, though, just to bring it home, um, there are a lot of people suffering from drug overdoses. You'll see in the news all of the time things about Narcan and um, things, drugs like fentanyl and things of that nature. So these people in step one are recognizing that that is a problem. So step two, step two, you understand that drug use is a complex multifaceted phenomenon that encompasses a continuum of behaviors from severe use to total abstinence. And you acknowledge that some ways of using drugs are clearly safer than others. So now in this step, not only do we know that there's a problem, but we also see that, you know, um, maybe, maybe it's not as bad as we may portray it to be. We know that people are still going to use and we know that you can't just stop someone who is using drugs severely from using. Like you, there are, have been cases where people stop using drugs and they die because their body has made receptors that connect them to this drug. So now you are acknowledging the behaviors that come along with drug use and you're also like, well, hmm, how can we maybe cut back? and maybe just bring it down to a safer use that 
is not only safe for the user, but those around them. So we go on to step three. Step three is that it establishes a quality of individual and community life and well-being, not necessarily cessation of all drug use as criteria for successful interventions and policies. So this is one of the biggest parts of harm reduction. Like we just said in the last step, if you take away somebody's, if you stop them cold turkey, they could die. That is a possibility. Cessation or the end or termination of drug use itself is not always the answer. So now these organizations that have popped up, that have come together, band people together, they're like, well, let's make some policies and successful interventions. Let's make some programming that's going to show people a need to reduce and why this can actually be beneficial for them and how it will help the other people around them. And this not only applies to the drug user, again, this applies to the people that their lives and drug use in the community affects. So then we move on to step four. Um, it calls for the non-judgmental, non-coercive provision of services and resources to people who are or sorry, people who use drugs and the communities in which they live in order to assist them in reducing attendant harm. So now these programs, these programs are going to be for a vast array of people. They are not going to judge the people who come in based on how they look or any other factors, any other social factors that may be uh, present at the time. They are going to help these people where they want to be helped. A big thing that I learned in my last organization that I worked in, or actually not my last, but my first organization that I worked in, um, which was a really great place called Trillium Health back in Rochester, New York, is that you have to meet people where they are. So these plans that these organizations are building are now centered around whole person care, not for the majority, but for the minority. Um, so then we move on to step five. Step five is that this is going to ensure that people who use drugs and those with a history of drug use routinely have a real voice in the creation of programs and policies designed to serve them. So here you'll find organizations start doing satisfaction surveys and patient surveys. Um, these surveys are going to make sure that the voices of those in the programs are actually heard uh, based on the services that they are already um, partaking in. So then we'll move on to the next policy, which is six. Six affirms people who use drugs um, or PWD. Um, this affirms these people as the primary agents of reducing the harms of their drug use and seeks to empower them to share information and support each other in strategies which meet their actual conditions of use. Um, so the best people to tell you how to use drugs are people that use drugs, right? Because, I mean, if you're never a person who has ridden a bike, how are you going to tell somebody how to ride a bike? So um, people who use drugs, uh, they're also going to be the people that can tell you how you can cut back and maybe use less 
through experience because you you can't it like it's the same thing with the bike you cannot speak to something unless you are already in the act of doing it let alone speak to reducing harm being caused by doing it make it make sense um so this is where you'll see your actual community board members um and these will be people that are directly or have been affected by drug use itself um they'll come together and actually help organizations um, find the best practices to align with the needs of the community. Policy seven um, recognizes that the realities of poverty, class, racism, social isolation, past trauma, sex-based discrimination, and other social inequalities affect both people's vulnerability and capacity for effectively dealing with drug-related harm. Um, so seven is really bringing in other facets of health that is going to mean introducing these same people to mental health um, encouraging them to seek um, medication if needed or therapy um, like they said these are a lot of uh, social discriminants that people who use drugs face and often those discriminants are the things that if not start their drug use keep them engaged heavily um, so moving on to the final policy is policy number eight. Policy eight does not attempt to minimize or ignore the real and tragic harm and danger that can be associated with illicit drug use. So this whole time we've preached about how, you know, you might use drugs, but it's okay. You can use drugs. So we're just going to reduce the harm because we realize that everybody is not ready to stop. But at the same damn time, we are going to let you know that drug use can be very harmful to you. We are going to let you know the effects that it has on your body. We are going to let you know the long-term effects. We are going to let you know the short-term effects. We are going to let you know the psychosocial effects. We are going to let you know exactly what this can do and how mind-altering using drugs or detrimental it actually is to you. They're not going to ignore that. That's what Step 8 is saying. So I found this article really, really great um, on harm reduction. And like I said, I'm, I got all of this information from harmreduction.org. I am by no means an expert. I have worked very close with the field. And now, as a lot of you know, um, I also needed help in that area myself. So I am benefiting from some of these services as well. Actually, all of the services because the the program that I'm in is a harm reduction model. I've just chose to be on the side of abstinence, which is also a choice as we've read through the steps. So um, that fits in right with uh, the municipal court and them wanting to propose this new ordinance. You know what I'm saying? Kind of not so much, but really. So now we're going to move on to our story, you know, this wouldn't be everyday encounters if we didn't have some type of story. So um, we have my gifted yet long-winded <laughs> 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 
friend um, and uh, somebody who's actually helping me through my recovery right now. And I'm sure once you hear his story, um, you'll see why it's definitely a benefit for somebody going through the same thing. Um, We won't go through all the stages with his story, um, but we will share what he wants to share with us today. Um, So let's introduce him. We have Archie from Here's to Life. Archie! How's it going with you? It's going good. I'm thanking you so much for coming and having the time to sit down with me today. Um, So, you know, this week's episode was all about harm reduction. And I really had a couple questions for you. Do you mind if I ask you? Sure. So, how old were you when you started using any type of drug? Probably 15. 15? Now, how long would you say you were using? Probably 18. 15 to 36. How do you, um, what type of drug were you using, if you don't mind? At the time, I was using some weed. Okay. That's your first? Yeah. Like they say, that's the gateway. Was that for you what it was, a gateway? It's a gateway. And then my friends, I wasn't the kind of person that would use like all the other stuff. My friends were shooting heroin. Oh, wow. And using acid. And I wasn't. I was just doing some cocaine. I, I used to do powder. cocaine too. Because I thought I was a little more unique than them. I was, that wasn't me. Oh, you, you was one of them. <laughs> yes, I was like, oh my God, that's a shanty that's shooting heroin, boy and girl. Mm-hmm. And... I would do cocaine. Yeah. And then I graduated to putting it in cigarettes. Okay. And then weed. Okay. Put it in weed. So I kind of. Well, that was the. You taking double shots. I kind of graduated from. And then I sold weed and I sold cocaine. Oh, no, no. I actually was trapping. Every day. <laughs> bar, bar, every day. <laughs> But I kind of stayed with just a little cocaine mm-hmm. and a little weed. And mostly I loved it in my cigarettes. The Miami, Florida scene. Oh, they live fast out there. They live so fast. It was fast. <laughs> <laughs> hung out with, I hung out with the bad crowd. My, fam- I my family was a good crowd. Mm-hmm. So I hung out with people that was using, that was shooting heroin, shooting cocaine, that was boosting, that was doing everything. So eventually I speeded up to doing everything they did. So what brought you back? I moved to Florida. Okay. My mom kept assisting that I should go to Florida with my baby sister, drive down with her. So. Now what made your mom, did she see like? Yeah, she saw. She saw what was going on. She She was like, I did not want that. She saw me going to jail, going to prison. Okay. She saw all that. That was probably was really hard on her. I can imagine yeah, that was, was hard really on hard she on her. So she talked to me and talked to me about coming with my baby sister was coming back to her husband. Mm-hmm. So she kept saying, you should ride back with her. I was like, ma, I have a job at Piccadilly's, but you're still hanging out and you're still doing everything on the time. Oh, you don't want to know. When I started high, I started working in the field. Yeah, that's what we want to know. So full circle, 
full okay, circle. So what we got now? Well, you were you were um you were leaving and going back to Florida. Oh no, I was in Florida. You were in Florida. I kept saying every every week. You, I was working at Piccadilly as a fire cook. I had my apartment behind the house. Okay. But I was using every day. Okay. The usage was was minimal, not real high yet. Mm-hmm. I hadn't started using it every day, but I was on my way. And uh, so my mom kept saying, you need to buy my bigger. I said, Ma, I'm not going to Georgia. I am not going to go. She came right back by herself. So that was God getting me here. So I got here. So I decided to go. And one of my babies said, she had a baby. She had just had a baby. Mm-hmm. And this is go from Miami to Florida? No, from Miami to Atlanta. Oh, okay. You came here. Okay. Uh-huh. So... I got I went with her. Mm-hmm. I couldn't drive to five speed anyway, so what was me gone? <laughs> so but my mom had a purpose. God and my mother had a purpose. So I got here. And I stayed with my brother. Mm-hmm. No, I stayed with my sister. I stayed with my baby sister when I came back with. She came back to her husband. I stayed with them. I was going to Atlanta. They lived in Marietta. I go to Atlanta every day and use. City is a real. I use every day and look for a job. Things. Look, I'm supposed to look for a job and use it every day. And I had to meet my brother in law at 5 o'clock to go back home. <laughs> Dang, so that's hard because when you yes. use it, you kind of lose track of time. So, so you that was a high function. So that one day. Yeah, I was using hustle every day. <laughs> look, so that one day I did make it back. Yeah. That one day, that one day I did make it back. When I went to the job, he was gone. It was like 7 o'clock. I was like, God damn. So you had to stay in the city that night? Yeah. Let me kiss the door. That's when the homeless started. Okay. Now, over the years, what caused you to slow down on your use of drugs? Oh, it took a while. It took a while. Degradation. Um. Jails, institutions, death. Like the 12 steps? Yeah. Man, don't you see why we really needed to hear that story from Marjorie? I thank you so much. From that, you see that everybody's path is going to be a little bit different. Maybe you do need to quit right now. Or maybe you don't. Harm reduction is always an option. So if you have any questions, please talk to your local provider find out what works best for you. Well, that's all, folks. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Ashe, ashe. If you like today's accompaniment music played in the background, please visit Soundstrap like I do. And check out artists New Alchemy, Luna Ray, E-Track, Neon Beach, Just Guy, Real Life, and Ghost Beats. All right, for real, I'm out.